My name's Greg Knapp. This is the Greg Knapp Experience. Biden lied and people died and are still dying. And uh, yet he still is lying and acting like he never lied because, you know, being a Democrat is never having to say you're sorry. So we are going to get into all the details of what's going on in Afghanistan. And the, the biggest story to me of the whole debacle is how not only are we letting down our allies, Afghans who Afghanis who who said, hey, we will be your translator. American military. Hey, we will tell you where the IEDs are, American military. Hey, we're willing to risk our lives to help because we don't like the Taliban and we sure would love to go to America. And we go, oh, sure, sure, no problem. We got you. We got you. We ain't got them. So beyond that and beyond the atrocities happening to the women and the children and babies being thrown over barbed wire fences to try to save them, we're not even getting our own people out. We're getting some of them out. We're doing everything we can. No, you're not doing everything you can. Are you kidding me? We're going to get into how we're not doing everything we can. How is it that the French, the freaking French, are getting their own people out, but we can't get our own people out? The French and the Brits are going on raids and extracting their people out of the clutches of the Taliban, and we're saying, hey, um, hey, if you can get to the airport, we might be able to get your plane out. Yeah, uh, it's going to cost you two grand. What? Two grand? You're the one who did Well, okay, all right. Forget the two grand. Good grief, you guys, babies. You know, just find a way to the airport and we'll help you out. We can't get to the airport. The Taliban's surrounding it. Well, you should have thought about that before you let the Taliban surround it. You told us the shelter in place. Well, at the time, that was the right decision. Look, it's just like Fauci. At the time, these were the right things. Like, at the time, when he first said it, you shouldn't have worn a mask. But then at the time he said you should have worn a mask, you should have. And now at the time that you shouldn't have had, oh, I can't even get it. So all that's going on. And then we have Colbert, um trying to say that our military really shouldn't be in Afghanistan. It should be protecting us from the people of January 6th. And we've got, we've got some left wingers trying to say that the GOP is just as bad as the Taliban. I mean, you see what they do to women's rights. What? Well, you know, they, they don't think a woman should have the choice uh, with another human life in their body. Right. Uh, They should just, so that's the same thing as what's going on in Afghanistan with the Taliban going door to door and dragging out little girls, 12 years old, younger than 12 years old, to use as their sex slaves. Shooting a woman dead in the street for not wearing a burqa. But, oh, yeah, that's the same thing as saying that you want to protect the unborn life of a child. Right. Good job. That's what we're dealing with. Man, there's so much going on today. And then we got to get into COVID. There's all kinds of studies coming out. The plastic sheeting that everybody put up, not only might that not be good, it's probably making things worse. The masking with children, should that go on? Uh, YouTube, Twitter, all the social media trying to censor people who are trying to give you alternative views of what's going on with COVID, and they act like somehow they're lying and these experts know the truth. Really, like the truth that there's no way that could have come from a lab. Oh, wait, maybe they come from a lab. You shouldn't wear a mask at first unless you're really sick. Oh, wait, now you should wear a mask. Oh, wait, those cloth masks don't work. Oh, wait, only the K95. Oh, wait, you should double mask. Oh, wait, the vaccine. With the vaccine, you don't have to wear a mask. Oh, wait, now you do have to wear a mask. Oh, yeah, like that. 
We got a great father who happens to be African American who spoke out against critical race theory in the schools. Got great audio on that. Man, there's just so much to get to. So let's start with getting our doggone Americans out of Afghanistan. 1 800 801 8999 if you want to be part of the program. My name is Greg Knapp in for Schnitt. So there's a Democratic lawmaker on the House Armed Services Committee. Now think about that. He's on the Armed Services Committee, and he's interviewed on CNN. And they're talking to him. Finally, the media's woken up a little bit, and they're willing to question the pretender-in-chief who, I got a new poll today, shows most Americans don't really think that he's in charge. Most Americans think that Biden's mentally slipping. Most Americans think somebody else is calling the shots. And in fact, 10% of Americans say if the election was held today, they they would not vote for Biden anymore. Yeah, welcome to the party, people. We told you that beforehand and we were called liars. So, yeah, people are noticing. Well, you got Representative John Garamendi, Democrat, California. He's on with CNN and they're asking about getting our people out. Are are you going to have our military go out into the city and extract American citizens who can't make it through the Taliban gauntlet that they've laid down outside of the airport. You know, the British and the French are going and getting their people. Are we going to go get our people? Listen to this answer. Representative John Garamendi, Democrat, California. Well, I mean, you know, it, it makes no sense whatsoever to send U.S. troops into Kabul. Kabul, excuse me, to extract American citizens. The people in Kabul and in other parts of Afghanistan are going to have to do the best they can to get to the airport. There is no way the American military should use military force to go to someone's house or some building somewhere to extract people. That will create a very significant problem and a very significant loss of life on both sides. What? What? You know what else will create a very significant problem and a very significant loss of life on our side? Not going after the American citizens. How about that? Huh? I know. I'm, I'm, I got to calm down. I, I don't want to yell at you. I don't want to get too excited. But how can you be an American? See this on your TV. See it on the Internet. Listen to this stuff. Watch it on social media. How can you see all these videos, hear what's going on, and not be just outraged by the fact that this president had no plan, lied to us. Oh, the idea that the Taliban will take over quickly is highly unlikely. I mean, uh, uh, well, didn't your intelligence agencies actually tell you that it was likely? No, no, they did not conclude that at all. We got more information on that today. And you know, you, you, you didn't you didn't make any mistakes at all. You, you don't think there was a better way this could have gone? No, no. I mean, I don't see how. I mean, it was. It was inevitable, you know, this kayak. No, it wasn't. So it's very hard for me to stay calm today. So back to this representative, Garamendi, from the House Armed Services Committee, Democrat, California. To provide safe passage from parts of a huge city? No way. Not sensible. Yeah. What do you think he'd be saying if he was one of the people? that was in Afghanistan as an American citizen, told not to go to the airport, shelter in place. And now he's being told, sorry, buddy, we can't come get you. You're just going to have to make your way to the airport. You think he would say no way? So how is it the French can do it, the Brits can do it, but we can't go after our own people? How is this guy still even in office? He should resign in disgrace today. But he's not the only one. Oh, no. Oh, no. This is the, whole, this is the Democrat strategy. 
This is Biden's modus operandi. Another one from CNN. White House comms director Kate Benningfield went on there. And they went back and forth on what are you doing to get Americans out? What are you doing to get them to the airport? Oh, President Biden is laser focused on trying to get these people out. Uh, we're doing everything we can to talk with the Taliban about talk with the Taliban. Well, they promised us they've let people they'll let people into the airport. Oh, yeah. Well, that's great. I mean, who else could you trust better than the Taliban? So at the end of the interview, the CNN person says, I'm hearing in there that you're prepared to leave people behind in Afghanistan. You know, here's the White House communications director, Kate Benningfield. We're doing everything we can to get as many people out who want to get out before the August 31st deadline. Wait, what? There's so many things wrong with this. First of all, you're not doing everything you can because you would be putting more troops in who would go in and get these guys and bring them back to the airport. So that's wrong. And, and then you throw in as many people out who want to get out. What, what is that about? What you're saying, there's just a ton of people, a ton of Americans that just want to stay there. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, they don't even know how many Americans are there. You realize that? The Pentagon spokesman was asked, hey, do you know how many Americans are still in Afghanistan? Answer, I don't know. We don't even know how many are in there. But, you know, as many who want to get out, we're, we're doing everything we can, you know, before the August 31st deadline. So if they don't get out by August 31st, bye-bye? Sayonara? Yep. So far, that's the plan. Oh, man, we got a great plan. Oh, we got a great plan. I mean, because nobody could have planned any better for this. I mean, who would have thought that if you announced that the, the military is getting out and you, and you withdraw the military before the American citizens, before the allies that we have, that you leave behind billions of dollars of weaponry, you leave behind bases for them to operate in, even leave behind Black Hawk helicopter. I mean, who would have thought that it would devolve into chaos? I mean, no one could have seen that coming. Do you know how many American citizens are still in Afghanistan? I don't know. That's from our Pentagon spokesperson. John Kirby. Yeah. John Kirby went on to say, hey, we evacuated 2,000 people from Afghanistan in the past 24 hours. How about that? I thought you said we had the capability to get 9,000 a day out. Well, I mean, you know, people got to show up. I mean, we, you know, we can't, it's not like we can go out there and grab them and bring them back to the airport. I mean, that would just be crazy talk. 2,000 evacuated from Afghanistan in the past 24 hours. You know how many of those were American citizens? You ready? Well, I'm sure close to 2,000, right? I mean, I'm 300. What? Yeah, 300 out of 2,000 were actually American citizens. Now, listen, I want to get Afghanistan uh, citizens out who helped us. Yeah. Yeah, but you know who I want to get out even more? Americans. Greg, I thought you were a follower of Jesus Christ and all human beings are, you know, made in the image of God and they all have great value in God's sight. You're right, absolutely. I'm not God. I am an American. And if we promise our American citizens we're going to take care of them, then that's the number one priority. Number two priority are the people who fought for us in Afghanistan. We can't save everybody. We can't make Afghanistan a nice, nice democracy. We can't do it. We've tried for 20 years, and I wish we hadn't. I, I, my plan was a different plan, and my plan isn't as nice as what America has done. But you got to get our people out first. This really should—this has nothing to do with party. Should not be partisan at all. 
every single American should be outraged about what's going on right now. And President Biden should resign. This is the this is worse than Carter. I was a kid. I was nine years old, I think, when uh, when the Iran hostage crisis was going on. And I couldn't believe it, even as a nine year old kid, that this was happening from the United States of America. Thank God Reagan gets in and things start to turn around with the way the world respects our military. But here we go again. So the Pentagon was asked, how come British paratroopers can leave the airport to rescue citizens, but American soldiers aren't doing the same? My name's Greg Knapp. This is the Greg Knapp Experience. You know, it's tough because you could get so caught up in everything going on in the world that you just walk around, I'm miserable. I mean, how can you, with, with what's going on with COVID and Afghanistan and race relations and violence and partisanship and and people unfriending me on Facebook, I don't know that I could go on. Or you could say, hey, man, there's only so much you can do. Now, I'm not saying don't worry about it, don't care about it. I'm upset about it. I'm frustrated. I'm right there with you. But you also have to say, you know what? I'm going to do what I can do. And what I can do is act locally. That's the one thing I really like from the environment. Think globally, act locally. Yeah. I mean, so for me, that means I'm going to love God and love people. And I'm going to do as much as I can locally at that level. And I'm going to reach out to whatever charitable organizations that I can find in places like Afghanistan and help out there. And I'm going to do everything I can to help American families that are stranded over there. But I'm also still going to have fun at my aunt's birthday party this weekend. You know, I mean, you can do, I can walk and chew gum at the same time. All right, so here's Biden. Biden now defending the handling of his botched withdrawal. He says, you know, you can't guarantee the outcome. No, really? You think? There'll be plenty of time to criticize and second guess when this operation is over. But now I'm focused on getting this job done. And then he, you know, went back to Camp David. No, he hasn't gone back yet. Vermont? No, I don't know where he is. Nobody knows where he is. I can't promise what the final outcome will be. Yeah, we know. We know. All right? Come on, man. So he came out and read another speech. Does that make you feel better? So the Pentagon was pressed. Jennifer Griffin, Fox News. General Taylor. British paratroopers are leaving the airport, going into Kabul to rescue and evacuate some of their citizens who are trapped and can't get to the airport because of the Taliban. Why isn't the U.S. doing that? That's a pretty legit question. Well, our answer from Major General Hank Taylor. At this time, our main mission continues to be to secure the airport, to allow those American citizens and other special interest visas to come in and be processed at the airfield. That's not what we asked. Why aren't you going out and getting them? Well, I mean, we, we, we sent in another thousand paratroopers. How come the French paratroopers are going out and getting their people? We don't have enough to do both. You realize before Biden did this debacle, we had 2,500 servicemen in country. We had air support. We had our air bases. And in the last 18 months, we had zero American fatalities in combat. Now, I, again... I don't want us to be there. This is the false choice that Biden's been trying to give for the last week. Well, what, did you want to stay there forever? I mean, we've been there 20 years. I mean, obviously, we got to get out sometime. I mean, I, I thought the Trump people wanted it out early. Yes. Yes. I, in fact, I wanted this out in about 2002. I thought we should have gone in, blown up the caves, killed as many terrorists as we could. We got Osama bin Laden, and we say, all right, we killed a bunch of these terrorists. If this happens again, we'll be back. But this is your country. This is your mess. We out. But that's not the only option. Out or nothing.
My name's Greg Knapp. This is the Greg Knapp Experience. We're talking about what's going on in Afghanistan. President Biden comes out with this speech today, and it was platitudes. Hey, hey, we've rescued 169 Americans. How, how many do we have? We don't know. Well, can you give us a ballpark? Eh, three to 5,000 maybe. Wait, what? Well, you got 169. So, hey, there's, we're on the right path. Don't you worry. And he said, you know, we're going to do everything we can. I pledge to you to get these Americans out, but I, I can't guarantee anything. I mean, you know, we can't guarantee their safety trying to get to the airport. But if they get here, are you going to send out people to get them? Well, I didn't say. Didn't say. And by the way, this whole idea, he lied. He lied, and people died, and people are still dying. And he, he goes on Stephanopoulos. Says, uh, any mistakes? Any way you could have done this better? No, no. No way I could have done it any better. Well, maybe there's no way you could have done it better. Maybe that is true. Biden rejected the U.S. intelligence predictions of a rapid collapse in Afghanistan. Biden line people died. They're still dying. We had a couple of people come out and speak to the New York Times. Finally, some leaks are starting to come out. Current and former officials speaking to the New York Times saying by July, one intelligence report said its cities in Afghanistan began to fall, said if cities in Afghanistan began to fall, it would set off a rapid collapse of the Afghan government and the Afghan security forces were at high risk of falling apart. Yet July 8, White House press briefing, Biden said Afghanistan has never been a historically unified country and the likelihood there's going to be the Taliban overrunning everything and owning the whole country is highly unlikely. Well, see, that's true. They don't own the whole thing. We have the airport. Oh, that's good. You're right. No, that's true. I mean, we don't, you know, we don't, they don't have everything. You know, he was asked July 8th, are there parallels between South Vietnam before the fall of Saigon? And now Biden said, no, none, none, none whatsoever. Zero. Of course, you also heard him say, you know, you're not going to be seeing helicopters airlifting people off the roof of the embassy like we did in Saigon. That's exactly what we saw. But he's right, not as many, because, you know, we're not even going to get them. We're trying now. We really are. We're trying. We're get, What do you mean you're trying? Are you sending people out? Now Biden's claiming there was no way to pull people out without this happening. There was no way to pull our military out without this happening. No mistakes. Of course there was going to be chaos. Gee, here's an idea. How about you get the American people out first, our allies second, our military equipment third, and then you finally pull out the military. As I said, we had 2,500 military men and women in there. And for the past 18 months, we haven't had a single combat death. We had air support. We had our bases. There was no way. There was just no way we could have ever pulled out without this kind of chaos, according to President Biden. And as the New York Post puts it, why don't they call Biden a liar the way they call Trump a liar? Well, it could be because the New York Times admitted that, you know, we just treated Trump differently because, well, we hate Trump. Here's the, here was the quote. Times executive editor Dean Baquet, September 2016. Politicians often exaggerate their records, obfuscate. Lie is not a word that newspapers use comfortably. I think Trump sort of crossed a little bit of a line, so lie was fair game. So see, now that Biden's in, we're not going to call him a liar. We're just going to say that, you know, well, some of the intelligence agencies said that, that it would collapse, but not all of them, and it wasn't with high confidence. Is that what you said about Russia? Is that what you said about the bounties on our soldiers' heads? All these things that turned out not to be true? No, no, you call Trump the liar. 
when he said that he was being spied on by the Obama administration. He was the liar. Nope, turned out to be true. I mean, a lot of things he said that you claimed to be lies turned out to be true. So now we go to why maybe Biden is finally starting to act like he's awake. Because the American people are turning on him. How about this from Ram, uh, Rasmussen? Majority of U.S. likely voters believe Joe Biden is not actually doing the job of being president, that someone else is doing it. 52% of likely U.S. voters believe Biden is not, quote, physically and mentally up to the job of being president. 41% said they are not at all confident in his ability to do the job. Only 32% are very confident that he has the ability to do the job. But a majority say... 51% that others are, quote, making decisions for him behind the scenes, end quote. In other words, a majority of Americans don't think that President Biden is actually the president, that somebody else is pulling the strings. Somebody else is calling the shots. He is a figurehead for the people behind the man, the power behind the man. In fact, 20% of Democrats think Joe Biden is not making the decisions. Someone is telling him what to say. 20% of Democrats agree with that. And this is, remember last week, Rasmussen had out the poll that said one in 10 Americans that voted for Biden now say they regret their 2020 choice. In other words, if the election was held today, Trump would have won. Here's another one. How likely is it that Joe Biden will leave office and be replaced by Kamala Harris? It's from Rasmussen again. How likely is it that Biden will leave office and be replaced by Harris before the 2024 election? 51% said it was very likely. Very or somewhat likely, excuse me. 51% said it was very or somewhat likely. Wow. By the way, uh, Harris's favorability, 41%. Her unfavorability, 56%. So I started to ask myself, self, if, if you're Joe Biden and you're Kamala Harris and you're the Democrat Party and you start looking around and you say, oh, man, this is bad. This is bad. First, what happened in Afghanistan was horrible. The interview with Stephanopoulos was even worse in terms of the political impact for Joe Biden. Obviously, what's happening in the Taliban is way worse. But in terms of his political life, you would think, oh, man, he's blowing it. Oh, this is horrible. It was tone deaf. He looked like he didn't care about American citizens. He looked like he didn't care about the people falling off the sea, uh, the, the C-120 aircraft. I mean, these guys are falling out of the sky. One was a youth soccer player on Team Afghanistan, and he falls off the plane to his death, and, and Biden said, that was four or five days ago. Huh? First of all, who cares how long ago it was? Are you kidding me? Secondly, it wasn't four or five days ago. It was three. So what's he doing? And the only thing I can think of, and you tell me, I would love to know what you think about this. Do the Democrats, the people behind Joe Biden, do they really think that the worse the Taliban acts and the more chaos we see in Afghanistan, and maybe even the more American lives are lost, that Americans will just be grateful that Joe Biden got us out of there? I, I can't think of anything else. I, I, I'm just starting to think that maybe that's what they're hoping for, that if it's bad enough, the people go, oh, thank God we're out of Afghanistan. I mean, you well, just, I mean, look, aren't you glad that Biden got us out? If it wasn't for Biden, we'd still be in there. I mean, 
Bush didn't do it, and Obama didn't do it, and Trump didn't do it, but Biden got us out by golly. I mean, sure, we've got thousands of Americans still there, and yes, women are being treated like sex slaves uh, younger than 12, and sure, they're going around door-to-door and killing Christians, and sure, they're going door-to-door and hanging people that helped the American soldier while they were there. And yeah, sure, there are people being raped and murdered and beaten and but and shot, you know, dead in the street for not wearing a burqa, but at least we're out of there. Well, most of us. There's still some Americans there, but... Uh, Is that it? Well, there was no plan, Greg. There was no other way you could have gotten out of there. Former National Security Council Senior Director Kash Patel told Just the News that there was a withdrawal plan laid out by the Trump administration that Biden totally ignored. Says, you look at it now, there's no plan to secure our weaponry or our machinery. We're just giving it over to the terrorists. There's no plan to secure the international airport, so at least flights can get in and out. Careful plans were laid out by the Trump administration, he says. The overarching theme, conditions-based withdrawal. The U.S. military would leave Afghanistan in increments if the Taliban met clear conditions. They were required to reject and repudiate al-Qaeda. I don't know, that would have done anything. Negotiate in good faith. Well, that's why you say in increments and trust but verify. And the U.S. would maintain a special operations contingent in place, would retain the capacity to launch airstrikes under specific circumstances. The Trump plan included retaining control of Bagram Air Base. We don't have that anymore. Bagram Air Base, sprawling base with multiple airfields. It's how we controlled the region, and we don't have it anymore. We would not have ever relinquished control of Bagram. Because that is our command control node for the entire region. That's where we could fly in and out securely. It was also home to our prison, by the way, where we had accused terrorists behind bars. They were set to be prosecuted. They were working with our allies to send them back to their home country to be tried or to our country to be tried. Plan was in place. The plan was not to release any of these people. And in fact, over a thousand have been released. Several thousand now is what we're being told. Oh, these prisoners have been released. Great, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's just really good stuff. Can't imagine that, that there's any possibility that it could have been done better than it was. My name's Greg Knapp. This is the Greg Knapp Experience. President Biden finally coming out. Yesterday, there was a lid on his entire presidency. You know, they started that in the campaign. Put a lid on it. It's 1 p.m. He needs nappy nap time. So yesterday, the whole day was nappy nap time. So today he comes out and gives a speech. And I just want you to know he is he is on it, man. You know, because one of the reporters asked if there was any damage to America's reputation and credibility from what's happened in Afghanistan. He said, of course not. I have seen no question of our credibility from our allies around the world. I've spoken with our NATO allies. The fact of the matter is I've not seen that. Matter of fact, the exact opposite. I've gotten the exact opposite is we're acting with dispatch. We're acting committing to what we said we would do really we said we'd leave our people behind we said we'd pull out and let the taliban take over that really come on nobody believes this pull this leg and play jingle bells and then there was biden finally coming out and answering questions i mean hey you know listen he took some questions and decided not to go back to delaware today so you know hey he is he is something he is something The Washington Post came out. I don't know if you saw this one Wednesday. Headline. 
Today's Taliban uses sophisticated social media practices that rarely violate the rules. See, this is a sophisticated Taliban. This isn't your father's Taliban. I mean, you know, it's not the Taliban that throws gay people off roofs and throws them into wood chippers. Oh, wait, they still do that. This is not the Taliban that shoots women for not wearing burqa. Oh, wait, they still do that. This is not the Taliban that goes around rounding up little girls and using them as sex slaves and comfort slaves for their soldiers. I mean, oh, wait, they still do that. It's certainly not the Taliban that goes around killing Christians or people that have converted to Christianity. I mean, oh, wait, they still do that. Isn't this the same Taliban? Oh, no, no, no. This is the sophisticated Taliban. They know how to use Twitter. I mean, they, uh, ooh, they've got 326,000 followers. Wait, so the Taliban can use Twitter and President Trump can't? Well, of course. That's what the Washington Post is talking about. Social media accounts run by the Taliban, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, have stayed often, often stayed. It's kind of like mostly peaceful. Often stayed within the evolving boundaries of taste and content that tech companies use to police user behavior. Got that? So the Taliban, okay on Twitter, the president not. Because, according to the Washington Post, the answer, analysts say, is, say, may simply be that Trump's post for years challenged the platform's rules against hate speech and inciting violence, and today's Taliban, by and large, does not. Have you been on Twitter? Half of the posts are hate speech and incite violence. I, listen, I agree. Some of Trump's tweets were not nice. Some of Trump's tweets were not how I would tweet. But hate speech? Inciting violence. Compared to what? Compared to what? Nancy Pelosi posts or Chuck Schumer posts or, you know, any any left wing political opponent of Trump posted. Really? And then there's Colbert. Colbert actually came out and he was talking about Afghanistan. But then he goes, you know, we've had troops there for 20 years. They fought. They sacrificed their family sacrificed. So we wouldn't have a terrorist attack in America playing in a foreign country. And then they put up the picture of the January 6th Capitol riot. Why should our soldiers be fighting radicals in a civil war in Afghanistan? We've got our own on Capitol Hill. Okay, so one, you're comparing what happened on January 6th to the Taliban? Now listen, the people who were violent on January 6th were wrong. They should be prosecuted. But the only person killed in that was Ashley Babbitt, and she was killed by a Capitol officer. It was a lie that Officer Sicknick was hit in the head with a fire extinguisher. That turned out to be a total lie. And in fact, the autopsy shows that what he died from was a stroke and it was not anything to do with January 6th. The other officers that died also did not die on January 6th and were not directly linked to January 6th. One was suicide, one was substance abuse. So that's, are you kidding me? Number two, are you calling for our military to actually fight a war and kill American citizens because they rioted? So, number three, what about BLM and Antifa riots that have been going on for over a year that led to murders, attacks on cops, arson in government buildings, crickets from Colbert? But, uh, you know, he is, he is speaking truth to power, baby. No, 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 he's not. Meanwhile, speaking of January 6th, did you see this report from Reuters? The FBI found scant evidence that the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol was the result of an organized plot to overturn the presidential election result, according to four current and former law enforcement officials involved with the investigation. Though federal officials have arrested more than 570 alleged participants, the FBI at this point believes the violence was not centrally coordinated by far-right groups 
or prominent supporters of then-President Trump. 90 to 95% of these are one-off cases, said a former senior law enforcement official with knowledge of the investigation. Then you have 5% maybe of these militia groups that were more closely organized. But there was no grand scheme with Roger Stone and Alex Jones and all these people to storm the Capitol and take hostages. Quote, no evidence that the groups had serious plans to overthrow the government or commit anything like an insurrection. But hey, it's just like the Taliban. You know, just like the Taliban. I mean, you know, rounding up Christians and killing them, going door to door and hanging anyone who helped us, killing women for not wearing a burqa, over a dozen killed in and around the airports, taking young girls as sex slaves. But Trump, Orange Man, GOP, they're bad. Oh, did you see what else the Taliban's doing? That, you know, I'm sure would never have anything to do with America, but they're going around collecting ammo and guns from civilians. Huh. No, there's nothing bad ever happens when the government does that. My name's Greg Knapp. This is the Greg Knapp Experience.